Aloha, creative people. Welcome to a Knit With Me Story podcast. We don't just hear a story on this podcast. We get all the details to knit our own project, right along with our main character. Whether you've been knitting for years or you're casting on for the first time, you'll find something inside this podcast to fire up your creative energy. I'm Melissa, your podcast host, reader and writer of the stories, designer of the knitting patterns. I'm the voice in your ear right now saying, thank you for being here. Those of you who are returning friends, I'm so glad you're back. Hopefully, you knit that hem and are ready this episode to move forward on ahead with Ebby. This is episode five, chapter three of Ebby's Cozy, which is followed by From Ebby's Journal, where our main character will share how-tos about the pattern she is working on. Now, if this is your first time listening, let me give you a big welcome, welcome, welcome. But I need to guide you to the better spot for you to join in. Head over to episode one, which just happens to be the podcast titled, Welcome! A Knit With Me Story podcast develops a bit more each episode with both the story and the knitting pattern. So start there, and you'll be caught up here in no time fast. And for anyone who wants to read along either with the story or the pattern, visit the Encourage Better website at encouragebetter.com. Look for the podcast segment. Simply click on episode 5 in order to easily access everything you might need that you hear today. Thank you so much for being a part of this new idea of mine. I appreciate you being a willing participant as well as a listener. Connect with me on the website by sharing your thoughts in the comment area relating to the episode. If you find yourself becoming a fan, eagerly awaiting each new podcast, would you consider taking just a moment to leave a review? If there are ways you think I could improve your experience here, be sure to email me. You might suggest something I haven't noticed needs correcting. There might be something I don't know I can even do a different way. Bottom line, if you are loving it, tell your friends. If I'm messing up, tell me. I definitely want to fix it. Now, on to today's chapter. Chapter 3. She inserted the key into the box, gave it a turn, and opened the silver door. Reaching up, she pulled out the mail. Having thought she heard the familiar dull sound of a plastic key fob hitting the metal within, she reached back into the box and felt around, clumsily with her gloved hand. <sighs> Abby rolled her eyes, removed her hand, and jumped a few times to peer into the box to make sure it was now empty. It was, and she was sure a key for the additional packages was on the floor on the other side. Closing the door to her box and locking it, Ebby tucked her key ring into her coat pocket and looked through her mail as she walked around the corner of mailboxes towards the post office counters. A woolly golden brown cow with long horns looked up at her from the stack. Ebby turned the postcard over and read what her friend Louise had to say. 
Life in Scotland was routine. Kids were fine. Husband into everything. The weather cold. And when would Evie be headed that way? Oh, I do hope soon, she thought to herself. She flipped through the remaining mail. A few magazines, the monthly newsletter from the local museum, then a small paper for a certified letter. She kept it at the top of the pile as she took her place in line. Kodiak was such a pleasant small town on a massive rugged island. The Rock, locals called it. Some folks uttered the nickname like a complaint, but Ebby loved her most recent home and knew most of those in her community felt the same. The small town post office was tucked quietly into the ocean-facing side of a hill. From her place in line, she could simply turn around, look out the wall of windows behind her, and wonder how anything could be more beautiful. The sky was the soft blue you could see only in winter, and today it was a brilliant backdrop. As she looked off in the distance, the memory of vibrant greens sprung to mind, too numerous to count, and such a contrast to the sweeping white covering everything now. Kodiak was then the Emerald Isle, the equally fitting nickname this strong island had earned. Then the sky had been a different blue, but no less incredible. Ebby was lost in plans of summer hikes until she heard Miss Yvette say, Hello, Ebby. You here for a pickup? Ebby turned round and laughed a bit embarrassed. I did it again, Miss Yvette. I really should wear platform boots to check my mail. The older woman shook her head, smiling, smooth black hair moving back and forth as it framed her kindly face. We should have a height policy for those who get the upper boxes. Give me a moment and I'll grab that key. You were by the mid-3000s, right? Ebby nodded. Box 3101. Miss Yvette turned to go. But Ebby stopped her. I have a certified letter I need to pick up too, since you're headed that way. She extended the paper to the postal worker who took it and headed into the shelves of boxes and bundles, the mysterious world beyond. Now, don't you start kidding yourself and pay no mind to that shameful voice telling you nobody else has ever popped in here for a good cry. It happens more times than I can count. And truth be told, there's rarely a problem that can't be put into perspective by creative undertakings. Beautiful chocolate eyes looked at Ebby, who took the tissue proffered and wiped her nose. We will find your hands something to do so your brain can work through what it needs to sort out. Now, what's your fancy? The needles or the hook? Ebby found her voice. I can knit. I can crochet a little, not very well, but I love to knit. She expected to feel embarrassed about losing composure in front of a stranger. The eyes looking at her now held no judgment. The moment had passed, and it seemed no explanation for the tears was expected from Ebby. She stood to follow where the store owner went. Are you a new knitter? The shop called over her shoulder, an assessing query, again, no expectation in her tone. Actually, I've been knitting since I was seven, 
I learned when I was cooped up in a cabin with my sister one summer. She smiled slowly, remembering. Knit my first sweater at 10. I just turned 29 last month. So, no, I'm rather an old hat. Ebby smiled again. The collection of hats, mittens, and scarves and baskets at home by each door she had made popping to mind. Her top drawer had an array of socks, mostly being a lonely single sock. It was just so hard to knit two. And there were neatly stacked sweaters on shelves in her closet, all knit by her two hands. She laughed, short and sharp, as her bathroom popped to mind. <laughs> I just finished knitting a bath mat. I'm not sure why it's funny, but suddenly it seems like I may be either a well-rounded knitter or the crazy knitting lady. Let's choose well-rounded and perhaps add adventurous to your description. Turning a grin on her face, she continued, I'm Maddie and this is my shop. I've been here 19 years. Remarkably, when I became the owner, I was not a knitter or a spinner or a crocheter, she clarified when it looked as if Ebby was about to ask. I didn't work with fiber at all. I wanted to own a business, and our little tourist town didn't have a knitting shop. My husband owned a restaurant, and the number of visitors that came in asking, where's the local yarn shop, became such a regular thing, and asked by a variety of interesting people to chat with. I decided Spring Hill was missing out if we didn't have one. Not quite sure what thought in her mind she wanted to blurt out first, Ebby missed her chance when the pause came. Maddie continued on. You are in capable hands now, so relax that panic face. I studied, and I practiced. I taught myself to knit, as well as crochet and embroidery. And I did take lots of classes from knowledgeable crafters, too. Several weeks a year, I still head to some sort of retreat or workshop to catch up on the latest and greatest. Maddie continued weaving between a whitewashed corner hutch with skeins of hand-painted yarns and an oversized rocking chair that could fit two adults with their knitting, despite the assortment of overstuffed pillows in the seat. My husband found this, Maddie gestured around the store, as interesting as I did, but for his own reasons. We worked shoulder to shoulder to start the restaurant, so that part wasn't hard, the framework and ins and outs for starting a brick-and-mortar shop. She grinned conspiratorially. He's since sold the restaurant, which, yeah, is still the best place to eat in the city, but now helps out here behind the scenes. And only behind the scenes, she dramatically whispered, because he wants to be left alone to knit. Then chuckled at the look of surprise on Ebby's face. <laughs> he has quite the thing for making socks. She tilted her head to the display in the storefront windows. Socks like buntings were hung across the oversized bay windows, back and forth, four strands deep, 10, maybe 12 socks across each. Stripes, colorwork, 
plane with contrasting toes and heels, large, small, and baby-sized, there were a lot of socks. They hung by clothes pegs on a line like laundry out in the summertime breeze. A clothes basket overflowing with an assortment of lovely self-striping yarn balls was tucked in the corner below. Abby looked back to Maddie, who answered her unspoken question with a nod. Each and every sock over there he either knit using double-pointed needles or with last year's birthday gift, a vintage sock knitting machine that he's restored. I say vintage. It's about 70 years old. But sock construction hasn't changed much since then. When he uses it, he often just happily works a tube picking up for an afterthought heel and then finishing it with an afterthought toe. Abby was quite impressed. Never having used a sock knitting machine herself, she wasn't sure how difficult it was and made note to hop online later to see what she was missing. I love knitting socks, she confessed, as she looked down at her feet, clad in the monster socks that she had made with scrappy leftover bits from last year's sweater collections. Maddie smiled. They held each other's gaze for a moment. You're going to be fine, the store owner encouraged her. You will. Now, let's get you purposed with a knit, shall we? Not knowing why, but Abby believed the gentlewoman. For now, anyway. She followed Maddie to the nook past a display of rainbow-speckled yarns where she saw the pattern cover. And just like that, her hands had the problem of how to keep busy solved. It really was because she had looked cozy and content, happy with life, and even mysterious that Ebby decided to get involved. And by involved, she meant embarking on this new pullover. It was an unusually constructed pullover. Sloping shoulders with an oversized fit made it surprisingly unique. I want to knit that, her tone resolved. She reached for the booklet. The pattern design was called Cozy. Abby wanted to feel that way. Yes, she wanted to knit herself that cocoon, a self-care mantra made of yarn. How that marketing worked, she laughed to herself as she flipped to the back to study the schematic. The numbers and measurements of the sketched garment blended with visions of documents filled with numbers and legal jargon from earlier that morning. She shook her head and breathed deeply. Yes, I think I'd rather like to get distracted by this. I brought a hat to knit on the trip here, but finished it somewhere over the Midwest. So I've been projectless. Can you help me gather supplies, Maddie? I'll need needles too. That's what I'm here for. Start over this way and pick the color you want to use. This whole section is the suggested yarn. All Aran weight, squishy, with a satisfying bounce, she pronounced as she picked up a skein and handed it over for Ebby to feel. For being thick, it was surprisingly light, Ebby noticed. She gave it another squeeze. Blue, I think. 
I haven't a single sweater in solid blue, and this is just lovely. Bringing the skein to her nose, she sniffed. Lovely. Well, this is just lovely, having you here now, she said with a flat, anything but this is lovely tone. Abby kept her shoulders back and her eyes level with the woman speaking, that face unreadable. Abby didn't look away, despite the complete want of doing just that. Everyone is in the conference room, this way, and she walked ahead, leaving Abby to follow behind her. From Evie's journal. Hem is done. It is at this part of all my sweet knitting that I feel the most excited. That first piece of the project, able to be stretched and squished and evaluated, but not so much as knit that I can't jump ship if I feel something is a bit off. No mistaking this one. I am all in and ready to get on to my favorite stitch. After evaluating the moss stitch on the swatch for gauge, I am ready to knit the next 14 inches and make some pebbly texture. I rather do think this stitch looks more like pebbles smoothed out, each laying next to each other, upright, sideways, tucking in, almost like chain mail. I just don't see it as moss. Maybe my imagination isn't as keen as the original stitch inventor, or maybe I just don't know my moss. But all the moss growing on the trees and rocks back home are not nubby like this. The strands of moss are short and smooth, just shy of being called thick, or they are wispy green-gray beards you imagine on a forest gnome. No bumps like this stitch. No bumps like my day. Well, friends, thanks for being part of today's episode. You are on your way to knit the next 14 or so inches of the next segment. Now, before you allow any negative voices to have prime real estate in your mind and say dumb things like, I can't knit a sweater. What did I get myself into? Maybe that doubting voice is actually saying, I'm too far behind and I can't knit four inches, let alone 14. Let me just grab a broom and sweep those terrible and untrue voices away. Stay with me here for 60 seconds. Do you know how to make a knit stitch? Yes? Awesome! Do you know how to purl? You do? Also awesome. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I do hear you telling me you aren't as good purling, but hey, here's an opportunity to practice. You did the swatch. This is the same thing. You aren't expected to knit a sweater right now. You are just needing to knit this next row. And maybe today that's all you do. And good for you. Knitting isn't a competitive sport, no matter what you've heard. Now, if you are actually stuck on the swatch 
and the alternating knitting and purling, try this. Take today and tomorrow to pr try practicing making the swatch. And take a deep breath and set it aside. Yep, that's all you need to do until you hear our special episode. It'll be popping up in your feed sometime soon if it isn't there already, depending on when you hear this. And hopefully it will help set, you, set up your thinking for this whole sweater idea. Everyone is invited to listen. It will be episode six, Extra Special Sweater Talk. Until then, keep in mind you weren't created overnight and your knitting doesn't have to be either. You were created to create and I am so thankful this world has you in it to make.